Welcome to ALC Pan-African Radio's Education Program. The Education Program is a radio production by African Leadership Center Fellows based at the Center, where they analyze diverse issues on peace and security in Africa. In South Africa, a woman is murdered every three hours, and many are assaulted and raped before their death. Ivy Niawira, a fellow at the Africa Leadership Center and a young activist working with Kenyan Resource Center for Women and Girls to promote the leadership and rights of young girls living in rural Kenya, discusses the rising cases of femicide in South Africa. Those were young women in South Africa protesting and calling the government to action against yet another murder of a young woman and the rising cases of femicide. A South African-born author, Diana Russell, in her book titled The Politics of Woman Killing, defines femicide as the killing of women by men because they are women. Russell argues that while men are murdered more frequently than women, they are rarely murdered simply because they are men. South Africa has experienced the worst of gender-based violence in what has been termed by the nation a femicide crisis, with more cases being reported than any other country in Africa. A South African police service report stated that femicide increased by 11% between 2016 and 2018. Despite these numbers, limited action has been taken by the government. So why is femicide in South Africa prevalent? The history of violence against black women in South Africa cannot be ignored. A renowned author in South Africa, Pumla Dinel Gola, wrote in her book about how historically punishment was meted to black men only for raping white women. This, therefore, has played a critical role in how it has normalized a culture of sexual violence to black women without any accountability mechanisms and institutions to bring perpetrators to justice. This, however, does not in any way mean that white women are not sexually violated. As a highly patriarchal society, objectification of women's bodies and the constant need by men to assert their power over women are among the many reasons that have greatly contributed to the increased cases of femicide in South Africa. The reasons that men give for rape range from dress code, she asked for it, she's my wife, so I can't rape her, among others. The rape cases in which, in many instances, as witnessed in South Africa, end up in murder. This demonstrates the depth of what needs to be done to change the attitudes of men into understanding that women's bodies are not for men's consumption. The highly publicized murder of Yuyinene Muretiana in 2018 led to the emergence of the popular movement known in social media as the hashtag AmINext. It also led to the highlighting of previous unsolved femicide cases. In what started as a leaderless movement, a group of activists emerged and steered the protests as well as represented the people in press conferences and addressed to the government. The movement comprised of different demographics of people who built mutuality with Nene's murder on different grounds. Some of them were rape victims, relatives of femicide victims, or just women who felt unsafe 
being in public places, to which they added the post office where Nene was murdered, to the long list of places women should avoid. The government's inability to swiftly respond to this crisis increased stress and fear among the population. It also demonstrated how gendered issues are given little or no attention in national discourses. At a time when citizens look for assurance from top leadership, none came from the South African government. The tensions and uncertainties heightened and more protests were held. Worse still, the police used coercive power to clear the protesters from the streets. Many young people in Africa are now using protests as a form of expressing their frustrations to their governments, as has been seen in the Arab Spring, Sudan, Uganda, and now South Africa. Use of coercive power is usually the first response employed by leaders who either lack any other form of power to tap into to disperse protests or address the discontentment that usually leads to the protests in the first place. The protesters in South Africa also employed coercive power by disrupting the World Economic Forum in Cape Town in order to not only gain the president's attention, but also the attendees of the World Economic Forum. The president did later address the protesters, where he acknowledged that femicide was an issue that affected all South Africans. This declaration was met with a lot of jeer from the crowd. I stand before you with a de deep sense of feeling. I know what you are all going through. In his address, the president committed to a fund of 68 million US dollars to reform the criminal justice sector, modernizing the sex offender catalog working with civil society to support gender-based violence survivors and tightening sentences for the sex offenders and offering no parole and bail. The goals the protest sought bore some short-term successes. Among them was the conviction of Nini's murder perpetrator and the signing of the gender-based violence declaration by November 2019. South Africa sets a good example of how process-based leadership can be effective in creating short-term and longer-term change. The inclusive nature of process-based leadership creates a conducive exchange between emergent leaders and followers and enables dialogue which works toward transformative change. As a highly patriarchal post-apartheid country, South Africa has a long way to go and realize a gender-based violence-free country. However, Strict implementation of the gender-based violence declaration document and policies could result to a change in behavior in the short term while the society works towards realizing attitude changes among the wider society. That was Ivy Nyawira, a fellow at the Africa Leadership Center and a young activist working with the Kenyan Resource Center for Women and Girls in rural Kenya. Thank you for listening to ALC Pan-African Radio Education Program. For feedback on this and other programs, please visit our website at www.alcafricanradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio ALC and on Facebook, ALC Radio, numeral number one.